one of the things too that was really helpful for me, um, or I really feel this kind of symbiotic relationship with my community is when I did release that episode 47, the ADHD at 55 miles per hour, you know, I mentioned that, you know, this episode I got the most amount of listener feedback from. It was not just the quantity of the feedback. It was what they were saying. It was the thank you for, you know, for putting that out there. It was, I still remember an email that I got that just brought me to tears. It was, I was beginning to wonder if you actually had ADHD. And even when I share that now, I get like really choked up by that. And it made me realize that people don't want me to be perfect. Like that, that they actually find that comforting. And to me, that was, I was able to sigh. This is huge sigh of relief. It's like, oh, so I screw up. It's good for business. I can do that. (laughs) ADHD Rewired episode 300. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDrewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources we mention on today's show. You can support us on Patreon, sign up for our email newsletter, you can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups, and you can learn all about our intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups. You can do all of this at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. Today is episode 300 and we are doing something very different today. Um, I'm no longer going to uh, do my introduction because I, uh, I am not going to be the interviewer. I am going to be interviewed. Uh, we have Cameron got on the podcast today. Uh, Cameron is an ADHD coach. I don't even have your bio in front of me, Cameron. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, if any of you had listened to Brendan Mahan's episode 100, Cameron interviewed uh, Brendan on uh, for for Brendan's 100th episode on ADHD essentials, and he did such a stellar job on that um, that I thought he was the the right person uh, for this 300th episode of the podcast. So, uh, Cameron, before we dive in, is there any you want to just tell people just a, a tidbit or two about who you are? Sure. And uh, so thanks for having me here, Eric. This uh, is going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am an ADHD coach, and I typically work with uh, entrepreneurs and professionals, um, small business owners in making better decisions um, and uh, leading teams. I also train coaches at, in uh, with two organizations and uh, mentor uh, coaches in, uh, in training. So that's who I am. Awesome. Oh, and I've started my own podcast you too, have, with, so. with Shelly, right? With Shelly Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just a wee little pup getting off the ground, translating is, ADHD. So has, has Shelly convinced you to go to a fish show yet? Um, we said that if we get to, if we get to like 100, uh, 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 we'll go to a, <laughs> I will go to a fish show with her. That is awesome. So, I, I went with her uh, two years ago to Wrigley field to see fish and, uh, <laughs> man, that was the happiest place on earth. I tell you. <laughs> awesome. That's great. 
Um, so you actually had me on, I don't know which episode, but I was on an episode with you um, around this topic of uh, curious accountability. Mm-hmm. So we went through that process and that's the process I used with Brendan in interviewing him. And it's the same process I'm going to use with you today. And um, we, I, I like to do this because it's a good modeling for those of us with ADHD uh, because it's something that we tend to not do is to look back and reflect on our past experiences with our ADHD. We tend to, um, you know, what's next, right? Let's move on. There's no time to stop and reflect. Um, also reflection is something that is more difficult for those of us with ADHD, right? To pivot, reflect, learn and apply going forward. Um, and so I'm going to use the process that I use in from curious accountability. Um, and there's also a book out there called curious accountability that is, that is illustrates uh, the different conversations that you'd have if coaches are listening and they want to learn about that process. Um, so what's helpful is to imagine a rope bridge. We use that as our metaphor today. And so kind of there's the near side and there's the far side and the near side is resources on the far side is a successful outcome. And I like to use a rope bridge with my clients because they are motivated to come and talk to me because they're focused on all of the engagement that's not happening, right? All the action, the things that I'm not doing, Cam, help me do the things I'm not doing that's kind of out in the middle of the rope bridge. That's the actual engagement part. That's the activity stuff. And we can be so focused on all the stuff that's not happening. We forget what the rope bridge is actually connected to, which is uh, these outcrops, right? These anchor points of what are the resources that I can bring together to move over this rope bridge and then to a successful outcome. So this episode 300 is really, it's just a number. It's a great number though, right? 300, are you kidding me, right? Uh, five and a half years of this week in, week, week in and week out, missing only one week, Eric. You know, so I have a lot of questions and I, and, and, and based in curiosity. Where we're going to begin though, where we're going to start is actually standing from this, this place of outcome, right? We're standing at episode 300. So we're on the far side of the rope bridge right? This place of positive outcome and standing here really considering first, just where are you, right? As you stand in this place, what is it to be here at this outcome, this Mm -hmm. station in your life? It's, um, and I think this is a a common feeling that a lot of, uh, a lot of my clients, uh, what we'll share is that, you know, looking at what I've built and just wondering when the whole house of cards is going to come falling down. <laughs> right. It's, you know, okay, it's, breathe, man, uh, breathe, because I think, I, I think there's some rebar in there, man. There's some rebar, you know, and it's, it's one, I, I love, I love the medium of, of podcasting. Right. So, and, and I, if I didn't, there's no way I would have made it to 300 episodes and, uh, not only, only missing one, uh, one a week. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking back, uh, 
on that, it has been, it's been very organic. It's been very, um, it, it has, uh, highlighted and, um, and someone has forced me to work on some stuff that I think before I started my podcast, I wasn't like, I would not have, uh, called myself a perfectionist before my podcast started. I think it was through, uh, through some of the work that, uh, I've done, uh, uh, on the podcast and some of the, um, the, the people like Brene Brown, who uh, has been very influential in my life, um, um, where I got into to reading her stuff around the time that I started the podcast, um, did I realize that, oh man, do I have some major perfectionism, um, where I think it was around episode 30-ish, somewhere in that ballpark is when I actually started handing off the editing of the podcast, um, because I used to, I used to edit stuff that like, I mean, I would... You know those moments where you're sort of watching yourself doing something and you're like, okay, you should move on now and stop doing that. And then I would just keep doing it and just like, I just one more tweak, one more tweak. I would tweak every guest's voice so it would not just sound good in my headphones, but I would go in my car and listen to it. I would put it on a like a, a, an iPhone where just like the natural, like without the, the headphones and listen to it. I would put it on a stereo and listen to it. I like... Stuff that was just in sec. I'm talking about like real digital mastering. Right. Down to the pixels. Right. I mean, we're, we're pixel level here. Yes. Way in the weeds. And it's like, but I can do this and I know that I shouldn't be doing this. And there's a little bit of a dopamine (laughs) shot there. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would, this, this style of editing, not just like editing the ums and the, you know, that stuff. Uh, I actually didn't even care that much about that. It was the audio quality because I, you know, um, I have some audio auditory processing issues. So I'm really like, uh, audio quality is really important to me. I'm a musician. Um, and so I could hear things that nobody else hears. I also realized I was doing things that nobody else cares about what I was doing. And so when I, when I was starting to do some time tracking on my own stuff, I was like, I'm spending 10 hours editing an hour long episode and not even to create that much value added to it. Right. So you're going into the rope bridge, you're going into the experience. Yeah. And it's funny. It's interesting. Again, you're just noticing where you started, mm-hmm. right. In the sense of, okay, it's a house of cards and when is it going to collapse? <laughs> number one, and then going to the challenge. Yeah. Number two. And I'm going to bring you back to, again, this, this accomplishment, right. This completion, um, the completion and, and just to consider where you are now okay. and to be with this accomplishment, because it's not going to fall down. Right. It's not falling down. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, and we'll go to, you know, I, I like to ask the question of, again, people who are successful over a long period of time. I, I want to know, okay, if you have ADHD, how are you overcoming that ADHD to be successful? Right. And you just got into that in the sense of identifying the perfectionism and then again, handing that stuff off. So that's huge. We'll get to that. I want to go back to this place where you are today, right? That Mm -hmm. we are doing number, we're doing number 300. Uh, You've had uh, almost 2.3 million downloads total, right? You've got um, 
the groups with 600 members. You've got uh, spinoffs with Brendan and Will, right? And this yeah. uh, rewired community. Yeah. You know, what you've done is, as I, as I view you from the outside, from a distance, it's the, the community that you've created, right? Where this, this place of connection that people can come and feel a part of something. Mm. That's the thing that you're building. And that's, I want, I want you to just, I want to pin you down there for a moment, mm. brother, to be here in this place and be with that accomplishment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling that right now. Um, yeah. Uh, hearing you say that and really just trying to, uh, <laughs> Have the, the itty bitty shitty community just be quiet for a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, it's good work, man. Good work. Yeah, and you know, I think it, it actually this this past year's uh, Chad conference. Um, I think it really it really hit me on um, how many people were there because of the work that I have done, um, and that that feeling of community and connection uh, is just something that is so almost profoundly overwhelming in a very like positive way um, that it's, it's, I just feel so grateful and, and lucky and um, fortunate that uh, how many people have just come together and whose lives have been um, really profoundly changed and improved because of the work that I've done. I mean, it's uh, I, I don't think that I take enough time to acknowledge that uh, myself. And uh, that is something I'm working on. Yeah. Well, that's um, we'll get to that. Right. In the sense of what might, might what might it look like to um, consider that right. To reflect more around that sense of accomplishment. You say you're getting there and, and we'll go there in a moment, right. Toward the end. That's sort of looking ahead, right. To, because you're not done. Hmm. Right. There's more rope bridges ahead from this point. Um, what I'd like to do is actually, do you want to take a quick station break and well, come back in a sec? Let's do it. Let's take a quick, uh, a quick break. That was good. And we'll, uh, and we'll be right back. Thank you and congratulations to everyone who signed up for our winter coaching and accountability groups. By the time you hear this, we will probably be full. As of Friday at 4 p.m., we still have two people we are waiting for payment on. But if you want to find out if there might still be a spot left or if you want to get on our wait list, go to coachingrewired.com. You can also add your name to our spring registration invitation list. And you can mark your calendars. Our spring sessions are April 10th through June 19th. All the information you will need is at the website. Go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. Go to coachingrewired.com to learn more about our online video-based coaching and accountability groups that meet three times a week. Improve your productivity, develop better habits, and experience the true power of supportive accountability from members of our own tribe. Learn, grow, and connect. Go to coachingrewired.com. Dot com. That's coachingrewired.com. If you count on ADHD Rewired week after week, month after month, year after year, 
Podcasts are free to you, but they're not free to produce. As a small business owner with ADHD, I can't do everything. And I'll be the first to tell you, I need all the help I can get. So I want to thank Miley C., who became a patron this week at the $10 a month level. People who give at this level will be able to listen to the patron coaching calls that we do each month. I also want to thank our patrons who generously give a $25 a month or more contribution, including Justin, Tina, Rob, Kerry Jazz, not sure if I'm saying that right, uh, Matthew, Nikki, Pat, Aggie, Will, Miley, W, and Joshua. Thank you so much. If you love the show and you count on it each week, why not consider giving a gift that makes sense to you? Check out the perks starting at just $5 a month. You can join me in a small group of patrons every fourth Tuesday of the month for a group coaching call on Zoom if you support us at $25 a month or more. Our next call will be scheduled to be on December 24th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. I have a inkling that this date might not work for you guys. If you give it that level on the post on Patreon, whether or not you think you can make it. Otherwise, we will just pick it up starting in January. Whatever your reason for giving and whatever your amount you can give, thank you. It really does help and it really does mean a lot to me. Become a patron at ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. All right, so now we're back and... What we're going to do, Eric, is we're going to go from this place of outcome. We're going to go to the other side, right? We're going back to the beginning, uh, to the front side of the rope bridge with this place of, you know, before the podcast ever started, mm-hmm. right? Because I know that this is something that's been in your head, you know, as an idea for many years before you ever laid down your first track. Yep. For years, for years. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and I think that it's, it's helpful for the audience, for our listeners and your listeners to kind of hear about like, what is inspiration here? What motivated you to, to start there? And, um, right. So can we go back to that, the front side of the rope bridge Yeah. yeah. and where, where, what was the impetus for this, um, project that is now over five years, uh, in the, in the making? Yeah. So, um, I, I really discovered podcasting when I was in grad school. Um, this was, a um, it was 2007. Um, and, uh, it was right around the time that I was, uh, I was fired from an internship, uh, as a school social worker. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was, so that was, uh, a, um, a very trying time for me. Um, and I discovered this podcast. Um, that was really raw and the audio quality was really poor. Um, and, and it had this very Christian angle to it and I'm Jewish and I loved this podcast, um, because it was people talking about things that, um, cause you know, up to that point, my ADHD management was Adderall. Like that was really, that was it. Um, and so I'm at this place where, you know, I, I feel lost. I feel alone. I feel like, um, I don't know, like how I'm going to make it through grad school now. Um, and so it was this, uh, this podcast by Jerry Seiden. I think it was, uh, um, 
like born losers or leaders, I think was the name of the, the podcast. Um, I don't even know if it's still on, uh, on, on iTunes. Um, and I, you know, as I was sort of getting into my own, uh, starting my own business and I knew I wanted to create content. Um, you know, people were talking about, you know, blogging and their email lists. And I'm like, writing is really a challenge for me. I, when I was an undergrad, I spent an entire semester, uh, making up an incomplete. Um, and it took me an entire semester working about eight hours a day to write a three page paper. <laughs> that's, that sounds like that then maybe slightly knowing uncomfortable after of like oh man that's uh <laughs> so writing and me we have a uh, we have a uh have a very uh, strenuous relationship um yeah. so the idea of writing the ideas that were in my head um just didn't seem like something that was, was a good idea for me to do. Um, and so, and then I was listening a lot to, uh, to Ari Tuckman's podcast. Um, and, you know, and I was, I had, um, about three years prior to starting, uh, ADHD Rewired, I had, you know, I started my business. I was at home when I started my business because I got laid off, um, on the very same week that my wife and I closed on our home. And so I was sort of visioning what, you know, uh, the, the business was going to look like. And so I had this, this mind map, uh, that was on my whiteboard so long that it ghosted the whiteboard and I actually eventually erased it. Um, and one of the circles in there was podcast. And, you know, so it's one of those things that I sat on cause I, I can talk for hours about stuff that I'm interested in. Um, you know, it's, it's putting that into writing, which is always the challenge. Um, so I've been thinking about starting podcasts and, uh, at the time I was growing my, my business as a clinical social worker. So I had a private practice, um, and a very successful private practice. I was specializing at a sort of a dual, uh, uh, specialty, uh, working with individuals, um, kids and, and adults with, uh, high functioning autism and Asperger's syndrome. Um, and then also with ADHD. Um, so now I had a, a very full cash practice was, was doing very well in it. Um, and, uh, at, at the time there too, uh, I had, uh, you know, our, our son was born, um, a couple of years before we started the podcast. Um, and, uh, really, you know, my, my son in a lot of ways was the impetus towards really starting the podcast. How was he the impetus, Eric? Um, so, uh, you know, my, my son is now eight, um, when, uh, this is a little hard to share. Um, when he was about six months old, I suspected that he might be on the autism spectrum. I had been working with individuals on the spectrum for many years. Um, when my, uh, my oldest sister, when, when we were expecting, asked me what I thought we were going to have, cause we were going to, um, we decided we didn't want to know. And, um, I wasn't even being funny. I said, there's a 40 to 70% chance that they'll have ADHD and, um, uh, and there's a probability that they'll be somewhere on the spectrum. Um, cause both my wife and I are not to the, what are not to what I would call the, the middle of the neurological bell curve. Um, and, um, you know, things like he'd be, he would be looking at a book for a good half an hour at six months old, right? Which is not a typical thing. Um, when that joint attention, uh, is supposed to develop, uh, he didn't really couldn't grasp it. If I'd point to something, he just looking at my finger. Um, and so 
we did the whole early intervention route. Um, it was, uh, I think he's right before his second birthday. Um, we went in for a full, uh, um, couple day, uh, neuropsychological testing and the play-based assessment and, uh, uh, several days of, of, of testing. And, um, at the, the last day of the, the assessment, we met with the, uh, the, the doctor, um, and, uh, doctor said, uh, to us there, um, and my, my, my son was someone, he, he taught himself to read by the time he was one, but his fine motor skills were so poor that he couldn't turn the pages he, that he was reading. So the doctor said to us that, you know, kids around this age, uh, that are sort of presenting, uh, the way that my son is, you know, sometimes we ask, you know, families to bring them back in like six months cause they're sort of on the fence. Um, and then the doctor said, but your son is not one of those kids. And I just remembered her, those words and kind of just going tunnel visioned after that and not hearing a single word she said, um, as uh, she did indeed confirm an autism diagnosis. Um, and I, I just remember that everything sort of changed for me at that moment. Um, even though I was the one that suspected it all along, even our pediatrician was like, nah, he's, you know, kids just develop differently. I'm like, no, this is like, this isn't just typical development. Um, and I, I remember just being devastated and, you know, I had, this was my, my, my work. This is what I, you know, I had been working with, with kids uh, who were like my son. And, um, I remember, uh, somehow getting, going to the office later that day after uh, that evaluation and just feeling so numb and scared and, um, and I, at, at that time, I think I had been looking into, uh, uh, podcasting and I think I was already enrolled in a podcasting course, but it was still sort of in that information, like seeking, um, uh, place. And I came to my office, not having any clue how I was going to actually get anything done that day. Cause I was just, it was like a broken record that, that what uh, this doctor's had, uh, had said, um, you know, right. but, but your, your son is not one of those kids. Um, right. and I sat down in front of my computer and, uh, opened up a garage bank. That's, uh, that's what I knew how to use it at the time. Um, and I hit record and just started, you know, brain dumping my thoughts, um, about what had just happened. And sort of, so it was like my, my practice podcast and no one's ever heard it. Um, but that was, um, that was when I sat down, I said, I, cause I knew I, with, you know, with working with, uh, with individuals, uh, on the spectrum for, for years that the lifetime cost of providing the, the, you know, the therapies and the, you know, the educational services, um, could be in the millions of dollars. And I knew at the time I did not want to have any, any constraint on any 
financial resource. I didn't want to be able to say, oh, it would be great if I can, you know, send him to this school or be a part of this program. It's too bad I can't afford it. Like, I just, I didn't want that to be um, what what my scenario was. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to provide him every opportunity uh, possible to, uh, you know, to get all the help that he would, uh, he would need. Um, so, so resolve. Yeah. Resolve, resolve yeah. in that moment. Yep. It was resolved in that moment. Um, and then I think it was just a week or two later that I actually wrote out, uh, my first episode and then released, uh, um, within, within a couple of weeks of that, I released the first three episodes of the podcast. Um, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with me and the listeners again, um, how something so devastating can be turned into something that I mean, look at again, the uh, go, going fast forward to the conference and looking around and from that moment to here and the community and the connections and the lives that you've touched from that moment. It's pretty huge. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, the, in the, the first, um, I think it was the first like 14 episodes. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm amused by how it's all like has unfolded. Um, cause I, you know, people sometimes ask me, well, what was your like, grand plan? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <I> get, <laughs> hey, that's, that's my question. Was there a grand plan? <laughs> there, there was not a grand plan. Um, yeah. so, was, so what was, so what was there? Well, it's, it's funny. So I, I, I kept the first episode that, that sort of about the podcast, what it's going to be about. I have not changed it, even though I've, I've often thought about going back to change it. Cause I, I think I said that this is going to be a podcast that is somewhere between 30 to 35 minutes. I don't think I've ever had an episode that has been <laughs> under 45 minutes ever. Yeah. Um, it was at first, it was a solo show. It was just me sharing, you know, tips, ideas, strategies. Um, and then I got an email uh, from a listener. Uh, it was, uh, episode, uh, 14 and I, I was inspired by the, uh, the show radio lab, um, and kind of put together a very, sort of like a soundscape of me reading this email. And it was one of the first emails that I got from a listener that really profoundly told me that what I'm doing is changing people's lives for a really, in a really significant way. Um, and so at the very end of me working on this episode, I'm like, you know, I should reach out to him just to like, see, like, you know, he sent me this email, maybe like a month prior, like, I want to see how he's doing. And so what was going to be a five minute call, um, at the very end of the, uh, the, this episode turned into my first podcast interview. Um, cause it, the, the intention was five minutes. We went an hour. Um, not surprising. And then I realized interviews are way richer than just an individual, uh, you know, than me just sharing, here's what I've been doing to manage my ADHD. Yeah. So, so, and I just want to locate us in this rope bridge is yeah. that we're stepping off right into the actual engagement with this. Yeah. Right. And what I'm appreciating is again, starting, not stopping and learning as you're going along. 
And I think that sometimes with ADD or ADHD, we can start and then like, well, that didn't work. Scrub it, be done. Right. That again, that resolve to kind of uh, the grand plan, or I guess, I guess I'm, I want to go back to just a moment of, was there sort of like, I'm going to give this a year. I'm going to give this a month. I'm going to give this, you know, what's, what was the commitment there? Right. It's like recognizing I need to diversify, you know, I, I want to provide for my son um, and not have that be a question. Yeah. Not have that be in question. And so there's that resolve, but it's like, did you think about like, uh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll give this, you know, 20 times and, and, and evaluate there. What, what was that before that first step off the rope bridge? Was there any kind of a commitment on your part? So, um, I've been involved and started, uh, um, and when, when I wanted to learn how to podcast, uh, there were three different people that I knew about. Um, I signed up for, uh, uh, the first webinar that this guy was having, uh, John Lee Dumas. I've had him on the podcast. He has uh, the entrepreneur on fire podcast. Um, and he has a membership community called podcasters paradise. And one of the messages that he, uh, um, like really just drills at you is the importance of consistency on the podcast. Um, and so I'm like, all right, like, Consistency. They say that us ADHDers aren't, aren't consistent. I'll show them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, and, and this is what was interesting is that, um, so I had this notion of, all right, if I'm going to really do something significant with this podcast, I have to be consistent. And I think that I, oh, I know I, I took that too far. Um, I, this is sort of what, what highlighted some of my perfectionism. Um, you know, when I, the, the, the ideation of the coaching groups was not even something that I had planned. I was just kind of call it free associating on a podcast. Um, I was just like sharing, I don't know, I was talking about something on the podcast. Then I, then I talked about, um, you know, I'm thinking about doing this like a coaching group and I'll have more information for you next week. And then I repeated that message for about eight weeks as I was trying to figure out what did I just open? What, what kind of worms did I just open up for myself here? <laughs> um, and so it took me uh, you know, a month or two to really figure out how am I going to actually do this coaching group? Am I, it was, um, I mean, it really was this impulsive idea that I just, like spoke on the podcast and left it in and um and I and I figured it out and the first part of that group was the first version of that group was a very much of a beta group it was 12 weeks long we met met four times a week it was on a, like a different platform it was um what was your question <laughs> um I don't know. I was <laughs> listening to you and, and, uh, I, but I got another one. I got another question. Okay. Cause you know, the, that commitment to consistency, mm -hmm. right. And again, it's sort of like what I like to do is look at, okay, what is that process for being successful? Right. There's a process there for being successful and it's sort of learning as you go. Right. I, yeah, no, I actually remember where, where I was going, where I was going with this. Um, so I was in the second, uh, um, sort of launch period of my second season of coaching groups. 
And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in the hustle of, and I, and I knew that when I started the podcast, I had, um, I basically, I created a five year commitment actually to myself and said, I'm, if I am putting in this amount of hours, because I was putting in 80, 90 hours a week. Um, so if I'm still doing this in five years, then this online business is not working, even if I'm making money doing it. Right. Um, and so, you know, the, the first group did, did well. And then, um, I, I was, uh, um, given an opportunity to do a speaking engagement. What I knew was going to be the week of registration uh, for my second coaching group. So like the registration periods were always very high intensity, um, very off balance, creating a lot of content for it. And so that week um, I had agreed to do the speaking uh, engagement on a Thursday evening. Um, and from su- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was in my office until at least 2 a.m., working on content for to promote the stuff about the coaching groups. And um, I, mean, I think one of the things that was interesting, uh, and I don't know if I've ever made this parallel before. When I was in college, I was diagnosed in my sophomore year of, of, uh, of college. My first uh, year, I just did horribly. I did first semester. Um, I opened up more beers than books um, and my grades showed it uh, finished with a 2.2 my second semester at a 1.8. And that, that was actually with trying because my parents told me they were going to pull me out of school. Yeah, that was about my first three years of college, but <laughs> go ahead. Um, and then that uh, my sophomore year, I uh, just started the semester and got that diagnosis, started taking medication. And it was that, that feeling that a lot of people describe of feeling normal for the first time. Um, the first time in my life, I wrote a chapter of a book and I can actually tell you what I just read. Um, and that was, it was really profound. And, you know, so that first semester on, on Adderall, I got a three, seven, five. And so my grades went up and so did my anxiety ever since that point. And I think that was probably the birthplace of my perfectionism. Um, cause it was like, Oh, I, I can do well. And so I, the, the bar for myself was raised so high. So I think that when I, I filled my first group, I was like, Oh, I can fill these up. I got to do it again. Um, and so I'm going to do everything that I can do to, to make that, that happen again. And, and I did, meaning I was up until like 2 a.m. There was an episode. So I was getting close to episode 50 and I was like, man, I, I can't, I don't want to miss an episode. I don't want to miss a week. You know, I'm almost at episode 50. This, this is really big. This is really significant. And so I, at that time, I think my episodes were released on Mondays. And so I had to get my, my podcast to, uh, the, my editor by, by Friday in order to have it released on Monday. Right. And I was driving to the speaking engagement. Um, I had not, I didn't have an episode in the can. So I brought my recorder in the car and this was, uh, the episode, episode 47 ADHD at 55 miles per hour. <laughs> and I, it is probably one of my most popular episodes, at least in terms of the amount of listener feedback I get from that episode. I almost did not release it. I had the worst vulnerability hangover after releasing that episode because it was, I, I refer to it as an auditory MRI of ADHD. I don't think I finished a single thought the entire time. Um, it was, uh, I was like, I was on the struggle bus and you guys were all coming along for the ride. And, and I what, we do in, what we do in the name of consistency. <laughs> right. Right. And it was just like, an, and I, 
it was around that time when I was, uh, that I was, I was listening to one of Brené Brown's, uh, uh, audiobooks, um, the, the power of vulnerability, where I heard her talk about, um, you know, wholehearted living and that we have to let go of, uh, of, um, uh, productivity as a measure of our self-worth. And when I heard her say those words, it was a moment that I got punched in the gut by Brene Brown. Right. And that was when I realized like, shit's got to change. Like, this is crazy. Like I am doing, I'm, I'm busting my balls to, to provide for my son. And yet I'm not seeing my son cause I'm so busy busting my balls. Right. Um, and I would go weeks without like seeing him, you know, except for when I, you know, left in the morning. Um, and it's been a real struggle and I've, I've made progress on it, uh, really in the last maybe year or so, but it really has been, uh, that really has been a struggle for me. So, uh, the struggle being the amount of time, the effort, the balance of, of my life. I think that part of it is I found a lot of, um, positive feedback in, in, in the work with ADHD rewired. Um, and, um, so that's, you know, and, and maybe in some regards, I felt not as empowered at, at home, maybe. Um, and that was, you know, that was kind of hard. Um, you know, I actually remember the, the, the moment that I made the decision to step away from my clinical practice. Um, listen, there's two, there's two parts to it. There's one when I recognized that I needed to step away from working with uh, individuals with autism was, um, so I'm a very relational person. I share my story cause I've, I've dealt with my story. Right. So, and, and as when I was working as a therapist, um, me sharing my story was to uh, relate and to connect, not as a cathartic sharing of my story. Um, cause that's, you know, you learn in, in, in school that that's not appropriate to do. Right. And so I'd been working with this, this client for a while and his family and, uh, um, boy, it was uh, on the spectrum Asperger's and I, uh, shared with, and I was working with him probably two or three years with the family. And I had shared with the mom that my son was just diagnosed waterworks Cameron I didn't see it coming I I lost it like I got so like like I was I, to like a, a, a heap of tears and it was at that moment I'm like that can't happen again right that is not fair to, to my clients um, and um, so I, I, I made the decision at that that day like I can't accept any new clients uh, who are on the autism spectrum because um, this was harder than I thought it would be. Um, you know, and I, I think maybe part of it was I, you know, I, I had worked with individuals sort of all along the spectrum from the most profoundly impaired, uh, to the highest functioning. And I, you know, I saw, you know, obviously I don't see the ones that are doing super well cause they don't come to therapy. Right. Right. So, um, I saw how hard it can be. And I think that there was just a lot of fear that I, uh, that I had, um, that was, kind of driving a lot of those, uh, those decisions. Um, and I just decided that, that, um, I needed to step away from that clinically. And that was, that was really hard for me to do. Um, but I thought it was the right decision, uh, for the, the, the sake of my clients. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's still something I wrestle with. Yeah. The, um, can I share back a couple things that I've heard? Please. Those of us with have AD, that have ADHD, it's 
you know, we make choices and then we often go back and make those choices again because we don't remember the choice we made. We don't remember the, the impact of that choice or mm-hmm. not following that choice. And what I'm appreciating here is, again, these sort of key learning moments for you, right, of around that, okay, I've got to address this perfection in some way if I'm going to keep going. I, I have to uh, address this, you know, this whole productivity thing in the sense of um, really attending to balance, and as you said, like uh, I'm doing this for my son in, in some respect in my family, but I'm not even spending time with him. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so hearing that from Brene, the thing that I've just noticed or a little bit back again, when you, when you said it was like, um, Oh, it was sort of serendipitous about the coaching groups. It was sort of like, it came out in one of the sessions. Here's the key. The key is you left it in right? You didn't edit it out, which your perfectionism could have edited it out. Like, Oh, nope, not quite, not quite right. Not quite yet. Leaving it in there was a choice, right? And letting go of perfectionism in that moment. And really um, there's a trust element here, right? Trusting that it's going to work its way out. I think that so often we can be focused on a destination like, uh, you know, I just want to make things better, right? Um, Destination thinking in the sense of this is the thing that's going to make everything change. And it's like you, what you committed to was committed to this process and being on this rope bridge, you know, and kind of filling in the gaps as you go backtracking, you know, again, moving forward, but taking this like, there's a commitment to your choices that you're making these learnings as you go forward. And those are the planks in your boards, right? That you're just really relying on as you go forward. Well, I know uh, one of the things too, that was really helpful for me, um, or I really feel this kind of symbiotic relationship with my community is when I did release that episode 47, the ADHD at 55 miles per hour, yeah. the, you know, I mentioned that I, you know, this, i this is the most, uh, this episode I got the most amount of listener feedback, uh, from, um, but the, it, it was not just the quantity of the feedback. It was what they were saying. It was the thank you for, you know, for putting that out there. It was, I was, I, I still remember, uh, an email that I got that just brought me to tears. It was, I was beginning to wonder if you actually had ADHD. And even when I share that now, I get like really choked up by that. Um, and, and it made me realize that people don't want me to be perfect, like that, that they actually find that comforting. And to me, that was, I was able to sigh this, this huge sigh of relief. It's like, oh, so I screw up. It's good for business. I can do that. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, do you have it stenciled on your wall, man? Or is it <laughs> one of your, one of the principles, right? Well, and I tell you, it was uh, two years ago I moved and, um, and listeners know that that was a, like, so it was a profoundly stressful period uh, for me. I mean, it was, uh, I used to say that, say that grad school was the hardest thing I ever went through. Um, that got moved to number two. Uh, number yeah. one was, was my move. Um, and I remember it was the fourth of July weekend and we were sort of in transition and moved. So my office was still back in my other town, which is about close to an hour away. Um, and I had uploaded the wrong fo- like file to, uh, on my computer, uh, to my podcast production team. 
And I realized it and I'm like, you know what? There's going to be no episode that week. And I was fine with it. And I can't tell you how good that felt to just be fine with that. Like to really like, I couldn't have given two shits and not like I didn't care about the podcast. I was like, it's not a big deal. And that felt so good. And I knew at that moment, I'm like, I'm making progress on this perfectionism thing. Like, so that, that felt really, that felt really good. Right. And that, uh, letting go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of some preconceived notion of how it should be, which is part of the ADD problem or challenge is that release, right? Releasing that idea, that thought, that, uh, that, that principle that we create, right. Of like, it's gotta be this way, right. This is what, excellence looks like is and this is what consistency you know interesting oh, man. Okay, here we go we're bringing it back around to taking this consistency has got to be consistent and yet right with some kind of with with wiggle room yes and you know it's you said excellence you know i look at excellence as a core value of mine and as a perfectionist in recovery there is a fine line between excellence and perfectionism right um and i don't want to let go of excellence it's uh it's where, where is that applied is yeah. Yeah. That, that key question. Um, we're going to take another break. And uh, while we're on break, I want you to think about your, the, the biggest surprise. Like I know there's some big surprises here, but if you can just think about like kind of the biggest surprise on this journey, right. As we're on the rope bridge, we're going to do that. And then we're going to finish up with looking ahead, but let's take a quick break and we'll come back in a moment. If you are catching this early enough with the day it came out on December 10th, you can join me and Brendan Mahan from ADHD Essentials and Will Curb from Hacking Your ADHD as we will be answering your questions live. We do this every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. If you missed the December 10th Q&A, sign up for the one on January 14th. This is a great way to be a part of the community. To register for our free Q&A where we answer your questions, help you with your challenges and more, go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. That's ADHDrewired.com slash events. We hope to see you there. This week on Hacking Your ADHD, Will Curb is talking about getting ready for planning next year by looking back at what you did this year and the questions you should be asking yourself. Have you checked out Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb? Go subscribe to these short, mindful ways to hack your ADHD. Check out Hacking Your ADHD this week and every Monday. Join Will as he explores ways that you can work with your ADHD brain to do more of the things that you want to do. If you haven't checked it out yet, do yourself a favor and go subscribe to Hacking Your ADHD. These are fun, snack-sized podcasts that cover different ways to hack your ADHD. That's hacking your ADHD available to everyone, everywhere you consume podcasts. You are listening to our 300th episode of this weekly podcast. Thank you for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast, go ahead and make sure you subscribe and tell a friend about it. I appreciate your support. If you are looking for other ways to talk about your ADHD why not become a member of our private Facebook community? Go to ADHDrewire.com slash community. 
I can meet you next time we have our live stream on Facebook where we welcome new members. If you're interested in our Facebook community, go to ADHDrewired.com slash community and click on the big blue button to fill out the application. So Eric, how about that? The biggest surprise or what you just, again, if you think about a, kind of the biggest learning or, or the, the sort of what you didn't expect, like it just from this experience, we've, we've already talked about that in the sense of the community that you've created, uh, refining your process, developing the groups, but is there a, is there a surprise or something you just came out of left field that you never expected how along many, this journey? I would say one of the things that continues to, I just find just striking and is how many people want to help me. How many people want to help be a part of what it is that, that I'm doing. Um, so in my, in my coaching groups, um, what we, uh, when, when I decided to, to go, I think from, from two to three groups, I realized that I, I cannot do this alone. Um, I was, you know, cause I, I was dropping stuff. I was, there were questions that people were asking that I was just missing. Um, and being that, that this is where I want to, uh, uh, really bring excellence to. Um, so I brought on an assistant, um, who was actually someone who was an alumni of one of my, my coaching groups and she was in it for, um, maybe about a year. Um, and then she decided she wanted to, to do other things. And she says to me, and I just thought she was being really nice. So she's like, you know, you pay me, but I feel like I should pay you because being a part of getting to like be a part of the groups again, I get so much out of it. Um, she's like, I, I truly feel like I should be paying you for it. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's so sweet of you. Thanks for saying that. Um, and then that same week, I had someone from uh, one of my groups that I was talking to and um, she had asked me, she's like, have you ever thought about just having like alumni volunteer to do that role. Um, cause if, if you'd be, if you'd be open to that, it's like, I would love to be able to do that. Cause I think that I would get a lot out of, um, being in that role of, of helping. Um, and so I immediately called, uh, my friend Nisha, who's the, um, uh, she's been on the podcast, uh, uh, before and uh, she was the person who was the assistant and I, I called her. I'm like, so did you talk to this person? Are you, are you guys up? Are you guys up to something? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? And cause I, you know, I was like, I was dismissive of that. Right. I was like, really? Like I can't do that. And so then I asked people, some of the alumni, I'm like, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, yes, how do we apply? I'm like, oh, okay. So we did that and we've been continuing to do that. And that's, that's been amazing. That's, um, uh, and, and how, um, how many of our alumni have come back, uh, and have been repeated like the, the groups multiple times to continue their learning. And it's, it just adds such a level of quality to the groups um, and seeing how, how they've also continued to grow um, in the, you know, I'm a big believer in the idea to, to learn is to know, but to teach is to understand. Right. Right. And so they're sort of getting that, that experience. And um, it's, it's just amazing. P- people are regularly reaching out, like, how can I help? How can I help? And I'm just, you know, which is also one of my, my goals for uh, this past year and will continue into 2020 is about leadership, communication and delegation. Um, Cause when people ask me, how do I help? I'm like, 
I don't know. I have a big long to do list. Um, let me try to figure out how I can help you help me. Um, and then, so that is something I'm still, uh, working on. Um, but yeah, just the, uh, the, the feedback that I get just continues to be the, the big surprise. Um, I mean, I, I have a, I have a podcast network now. I have two other podcasts that are on this network and we have another one coming, uh, in the summer of uh, 2020 that's going to be focused on, on college students. Um, and, um, it's, it's just kind of crazy to me in this really fun, like, oh, am I really doing this kind of way? Yeah. Well, and, um, again, as these, you know, with, with growth, I think that, you know, here's this growth that's been occurring, right? You're creating this community and you're adapting to the reality, right? And I think that, um, again, so many organizations will kind of start and then peter out because they don't adapt to the new reality, right? Of to think about uh, that, that you doing alone is not possible anymore, right? In, it, in order to continue to expand and touch, you know, and reach out and, and touch folks in this community, right? So that reciprocation, you know, that's also another thing that's, it can be hard for us to accept help, you know, when we uh, have high standards. Yeah. It's something I'm been exploring. <laughs> <laughs> explore away man um so we're coming to the end here we're coming in to we're coming we're we're, we're bringing this in and um i'd like to um come back to where we started with again here we are at episode 300 and you know this place of we were looking back right in the sense of uh this this positive outcome and to really turn 180 degrees and to look forward right looking ahead um and looking ahead what are you seeing what's what are um what's moving forward here mm. so uh last year i'm gonna step back a little bit to look forward uh, last year I re so I, I had for, for about two years, I was doing three coaching groups at a time, which I could do, but I didn't have bandwidth for anything else, including to work on my business. Right. So I was very much in the business and I just was finding that I was exhausted. And, um, so I made a decision to, uh, cut back to doing, uh, go back to doing two groups instead of three. Yeah. Um, which was a big financial loss. Right. Um, and I had started a membership community and over time that would replace that, that revenue. Um, but it has allowed me to really think more strategically and start to, and have more time to, to build some of the skills, uh, that I knew that, that, um, I needed to, to really work on the, you know, leadership, uh, delegation, communication skills, uh, that I was just very aware of, uh, it was my uh, kind of opportunities for growth, um, as we say in the coaching biz. Um, so as I look forward, what I am looking at is continuing to grow the podcast network um, to uh, um, I want to have a, a couple more podcasts under the network because um, I also am aware that as of right now, anyways, um, if you have five podcasts on a network and your top podcast is getting a hundred thousand downloads a month, 
um, that you can get then featured on Apple Podcasts next to like NPR, Gimlet, all like the big name. And so I just think about, wow, how many more people will be able to reach um, with that kind of exposure? Um, And then with that, really bringing uh, the, the, this model of group coaching um, much further um, where I'm looking to be training other coaches and how to facilitate um, my groups and also sort of spin off groups uh, similar to what I, uh, what I do. Um, Cause again, I, I can't do it all. And so what I'm really looking at is how do I reach as many people as possible and make uh, what I am offering uh, more accessible um, as well. Cause my, my hope is too, if I can scale what I'm doing and really bring excellence um, with this, this model, that's not just me um, that I could also potentially bring the cost of my of enrollment in groups down uh, for people who, you know, cause I'm aware, uh, you know, my groups right now are $1,600 a seat. And I know that not everyone can afford that. Right. It's a, it's a big investment. Um, so, and just the this idea of really wanting to f- shift my focus to, um, leading and training trainers, um, on how to use story and relationship, uh, to, uh, really foster, uh, this, this sense of self-compassion and building, helping people build a resilient spirit, which I think is, which happens in these group settings. Um, I just think the, the power of community when we are journeying together, you know, it's, it's, uh, for me, you know, it's, well, it's one thing to, you know, talk to one other person with ADHD. When you get to really, um, be in community with, to journey with, to grow with, um, you know, a group of people, there's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty science minded guy, but it's magical. It's magical to see, the armor come off to see the it's the profound life changes that people make. Um, I'm like a Hallmark commercial. I, I get so I get I get choked up at the, the, the at everything. Um, well, no, but I, I see you as more of a sensitive Brene Brown, right? I mean that you know she's a social scientist, but she and she's based in evidence and science, but she speaks to the heart. Yeah. Um. And she does it so, you know, damn well composed. <laughs> uh, you're just showing up as yourself. And that's what's so appealing, right? Is that tireless teacher and um, being authentic, right? Episode 47 was just being you of like, hey, all I have today is to be myself. And that was good enough, you know? Um I love the, the, the vision you have and the impact you're creating and the continued impact. I think impact is so important for individuals with ADHD to feel a part of something. Mm-hmm. And you've been creating that for our community. And I appreciate that. So I'll, I'll say with, uh, with all the listeners out there, a collective thank you for 300 episodes and um, 300 more. Mm-hmm. So thanks for, thanks for, um, reaching out to me to, uh, include me in this celebration. This is, uh, I'll cherish this man. 
Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for doing this. And, uh, I, I think I chose well, uh, have you, have you do this? Uh, you, you might have a future in doing this, you know, as, as my podcast network grows, you'll be interviewing each of our, every, every time someone hits another benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> there what, you go. There might be a future there. And what, real quick, what's, what's your podcast called? Our podcast is translating ADHD. And it's at translatingadhd.com. Awesome. So what we do is we're two coaches who are kind of taking a coach's perspective on ADHD. And we have a very simple process of kind of understand, own, and translate, right, to yourself and to others so you can leverage and move forward. So it's a real simple model, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. So thanks for asking. And we're on uh, episode, we just dropped episode six, man. So we got a ways to go. <laughs> that, that is awesome. If, uh, and if you ever want me or, or Brendan to, to interview you when you guys hit your, your big benchmarks. That'd be awesome. Maybe That'd I can. Be br- fantastic. I'll, I'll, you'll hit your hundredth and I'll, I'll come to a fish show with my portable recorder. Or I can do it there. <laughs> <laughs> When Shelly asked, I at first I balked. You know? She's like, "Oh, she was hurt." I'm like, "No, no, no! It was just my initial reaction there. Like, you know, fish? Really? Can I? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm capable." But I went to a dead show in the back in the day, so I I think I can handle it. I think you can handle it too. <laughs> I'm mad. Great. Dan, thank you so much. This was uh, this is wonderful, and um, thanks for doing this with me. I appreciate it so you, much. You bet, Eric. All, All right. right. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone who has been a part of the first 300 episodes of this podcast. I have so many people that I want to thank. I want to thank Cameron Gott for uh, helping me out with this 300th episode. I want to thank everyone who has been a part of the first 300 episodes of this podcast. I have so many people that I want to thank, and I will probably forget at least one, probably two, possibly three or more people, but I did my best, and here we go. So first, I want to thank every guest who has ever been on this podcast and share their story or their expertise, and everyone who has left a review or shared with me how the podcast has impacted you. Those messages and those reviews are a big part of what fuels me to keep going. I also want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for me to hire a professional production team for the podcast. I also want to thank all of the people who have helped with the production and editing of this podcast from the beginning. I think my first editor was DJ Cherswick. Then we had Richard Trevisani and Tom Nardone and For the past couple years, Daryl and Karen and the rest of the team over at Pro Podcast Solutions. Thank you so much for your fast turnarounds when I get my audio files to you considerably later than you've requested. Thank you for all your hard work over there. And I want to thank Tom Nardone for your friendship uh, over the last few years and for reminding me that life is short and to not take a single day for granted and for helping remind me to not take myself too seriously. I want to thank Sam Lamelli from WPSSiteHelper.com for creating and maintaining the website at ADHDRewired.com and for your friendship. And I want to thank all the guys from my mastermind group, which include Sam and Todd Uderstadt, 
Russ Johns, Daniel Lewis, Tanner Gears, and Joel Bogus for the last five years of Thursday morning mastermind sessions. You gentlemen have helped me make some really important decisions in my business and about the podcast over the past five years. Thank you. I got to thank Brendan Mahan for being a wonderful co-host of our monthly Q&As for the last two years or so, and for all the great work you've been doing with ADHD Essentials. And of course, Will Curb for joining the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, and you are killing it with hacking your ADHD. I'm so proud of you. I got to thank Jessica McCabe for being an amazing friend, a wonderful sounding board, a collaborator, mentee, and mentor. I'm so grateful for our weekly calls and for when you call me out on my BS and for all the people who have discovered ADHD rewired because of how to ADHD. Thanks, Jess. I also want to thank all of our community leaders and peer mentors, our admin in our coaching groups, Aggie, Roxy, Will, Tina, Carl, Emily, Derek, Bill, Audrey, Marisol, Carrie, Kim, Allison, Kate, David, Katie, Juliet, Carrie, Dan, Diana, Sandra, Natalie P, Natalie S, Erica, Aaron, Laura, Rachel, Vijay, Ashley, Amory, Laura, Jessica, Liz, Brendan, and Cassandra. You have brought a level of care and compassion to the coaching groups, which are all part of what we do here. And I just want to thank all of you so much for everything you have done. I also want to thank all of my past virtual assistants who have helped me become a better leader. Nisha Subramanian, Cassandra Tower, and Jessica Finnegan. And my past assistants who have worked with me here in person, including Marissa, Brianna, and to Barb, my executive assistant. I am grateful that you are here. And over the past five years, to all the therapists and coaches that I've worked with since the start. Thank goodness for you. And of course, to my wife, Sarah, for all your support, encouragement, cheerleading, and bookkeeping, and for never making me feel bad when I worked later than I said I was going to. And to my son, Gibson, who if it weren't for you, I may have never started. And lastly, to you, the listener, who is listening right now, thank you. If it weren't for you, I think I'd just be talking to myself. And there's no better feeling than feeling understood and knowing that you are not alone. Thank you for being with me on this journey for the first 300 episodes of ADHD Rewired. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, 
consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tibbers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tivers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos I've posted. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear. The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. 10% Happier and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. These are both by Dan Harris. Change Your Questions and Change Your Life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more say magical i unexpectedly fell in love with the harry potter series and i don't usually listen to those kinds of books and i loved it and of course if you haven't yet boarded the Brene brown bus yet check out Brene brown's books starting with the gifts of imperfection daring greatly rising strong the power of vulnerability and if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity check out her 2018 book dare to lead and Brene still is my most wanted guest so if you know Brene you would be so kind to make that connection for me I would be really really grateful you know who else I would like to have on the show you click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the be a guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15 minute pre-interview this is Eric Tibbers reminding you to keep learning keep growing and keep connecting Self-care is not selfish, and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done, at the end of the day, you are still enough. And no matter how hard it feels, we can do hard things. Thanks for listening. 
I'll catch you next week.